Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the AccuWeather Podcast. And Andy, I like to call this one, the future is now. Because the future is now. The future is here. And it seems like everything is connected these days. So we're going to talk about smart technology and weather. Yes, as it relates to that. And we'll be talking API, which is Application Programming Interface, which uh, (laughs) I was telling you before the podcast, my uh, technological growth was sort of stunted when I used to set my parents' VCR for them. You know what I mean? They were like, wow, she's a whiz at that. But the problem is I never really learned much past that. No, I'm just kidding. But the only thing with this is it is so kind of complicated when I was approaching it. But these guys really break it down into how this affects your daily life. Yeah, and how many things are uh, connected using APIs. You might be surprised at some of the things you might find out about it. And so we have that coming up. Stay with us. From our global headquarters in State College, Pennsylvania, it's the AccuWeather Podcast. Here's your host, Regina Miller. Well, today I'm joined in the studio by uh, three members of our AccuWeather team who work in API. So I'd like each of you to uh, introduce yourselves and what your role is. And I'll start with you, Mark. Sure. Mark Ionelli, Senior Technical Account Manager. Stephen Kiefer, Senior Software Developer. And David Mitchell, Vice President of Emerging Platforms. Okay. It's great to have you guys in here. And I, I got to admit that when Ken and Andy said, we're going to be looking into API, and I was like, well, what? <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. So I thought we could start with maybe what the layman's yes. uh, you know, explanation is sure. of API. So, Mark, you're going to kind of talk sure, to me a little bit yeah. about that. So the definition of an API is application programming interface. It's uh, essentially a tool for a developer to get data from here to there. And in the more layman's terms, example that we like to use, it's common among the community and even our own developers, think of as an API as like a waiter in a restaurant. You sit down at a table and you look over your menu. Your menu is all of your different options. You give your order then to the waiter. Your order, usually like through a URL request, Mm -hmm. goes to the waiter, in this case, the API. The waiter then takes your order back to the kitchen, who is like the back-end database. They prepare your meal, give it back to the waiter, who then gives it back to you at your table. So in this process, that waiter is your API that takes your order, takes it back to the database, prepares it, brings it back to you. So like I said, data from here to there. Just way too uh, de- great developer tool in there. But it's, oh, okay. a, but it's like the flash is your waiter because it happens in milliseconds, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a super, super fast right. waiter. That's one way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better. <laughs> so is AccuWeather like the kitchen? They're like preparing it? <laughs> AccuWeather in this sense actually can be all different pieces of that scenario. Oh. There. And uh, Steve can actually talk about that too even. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we uh, – we're not just developers of it, but we also consume it within our applications. The Android app, the iOS app, the website, the bot, everything. We consume our own information. So not only do does the public get the information, but we also have to validate it ourselves. Yeah, We have our database team, too, that actually acquires all this data from around the world. We have uh, global and government sources and uh, 
that's where we get all of our great information to provide the AccuBuilder content that we have and offer. Okay, and I think, um, you know, for the average listener, uh, you know, it's hard to understand all that. So it probably would come down to, like, how's it used? How do we, like, what are some examples of how this is used in today's world? For example, within our, any of our applications that we have, whenever you open it up and you get to the home screen, we're going to display the current conditions. Well, that's an API call to the current service. And then we'll also display Minutecast. If it's available, we'll pull that from the, that API and display it. And then you can dive in deeper details. So not only will you get the, the overview of the current conditions, but you'll get the details, the humidity, the wind speed, all of that information is available. And you can get that in multiple different languages for any location that we provide. So not only can you get the weather information, but you can also get location information. Say you want to look up State College PA, where we happen to be. You can get the information, the lat lawn, all of that information is available. And you use that to get the next level of weather details that you need as well. Okay, like so for us, like on, on the network and different things like uh, the AccuWeather Network, um, where I work as well, we're always kind of promoting the Minutecast. So I understand this because this is just an app on your phone that it's a minute-by-minute uh, forecast prediction for your specific area. So as soon as you put it, like it'll tell me rain coming your way in five minutes. So that's an example of how it would be used in Minutecast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. One other use case for Minutecast is actually within cars. So yeah. this is a relatively new one for us, but uh, we can we can take the Minutecast content and lay it out along a route. And so not tell you what to expect maybe at your destination, but tell you what to expect all along your route. Oh, using that's that handy. Using technology. Yeah, and that's, that's also within the API. Oh, that's um, great. So that's another piece that's it's gotten a lot of traction in the car industry, and we're, we're looking for our first launch. But Okay, uh, so, that, so that is something that's going to be used because it'll be like combined in with your like car's GPS system. That's correct. Yeah. So as long as we know the location, yeah. we can associate a time with that and then return the weather information. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, the future is now. This is so cool. <laughs> like everything is right down to your level, your personal level yeah, as I mean, a consumer. APIs will help you make actionable decisions because, I mean, they're very popular not just in mobile apps or smartphone products and stuff. There's also IoT devices. Uh, there's Which is... Um, <laughs> oh, well, like, yeah. I mean, well, so <laughs> this little smartwatch. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Internet of Things. It could be anything from your the speakers that everybody has, the intelligent speakers that everybody has in their house now. Yeah. The smartwatches. Technically, you could even consider your phone to be an IoT device because it is on the edge kind of thing. So What's an I? So an IoT? Internet of Things. Everything oh. is connected. Yeah. Oh, I so see. Think of your connected home, connected car products. Your smart fridge. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a food guy, so yeah. I talk a lot about <laughs> smart Do you have a smart fridge? I do not have a smart fridge, but it is on my agenda. That's so going to be I'm, the next big purchase <laughs> in your household, I mean, you can Steve. connect it up, and then you have the grills. I mean, you have, I've known people who have used information to connect up their smart grills so that they can just enable it. That's the internet of things. Everything is connected. Right. But and more than just displaying your weather too, it actually does something based on the weather. Right. So for example, think of like a smart sprinkler. It may turn on if it's not supposed to rain today, but if it does rain today, the sprinklers won't go off, conserves water. Or if oh. you have smart blinds in your home that open and close based on the sun, or if you have your thermostats, for example, that will go up and down based on the weather conditions and know about your forecast. I mean, we have all kinds of different 
partners that we work with that use our APIs in really cool and interesting ways to uh, create some really unique products. So some of those, like you just mentioned, uh, Mark, would be like smart blinds, smart mm -hmm. sprinklers. What are what are some other areas? that this is being used right now that the average person may not recognize that this is in fact what well what so so voice is huge right there's there's a bunch of speaker products out there and then assistance built into those that that enable uh, things that haven't been possible prior to voice technology. And so there's a lot of, of weather content consumed on those devices across the board. Mm -hmm. um, and one of those, there's actually notifications enabled, right? So uh, we can notify a user at the time that they wake up whether there's rain in the forecast today or not. They don't have to do anything. Their device, besides So they set ask it up ahead of time. So they may yep. set it up ahead of time yep. and say to their personal home speaker, uh, give at me this time, at this time every morning. Tell me. Tell yes. me what the weather is going to do for That's the day. Correct. So they can plan their day or, just by doing. Or that. only tell me if it, if there's rain in the forecast today. They can if, be if real that's specific. What I care about. That's correct. Right. Um, so one of my brothers, he actually implemented. He actually has this for his setup because he rides a motorcycle and he wants to know is it going to be dry or is it going to rain. Right. So the way it works is he has it set up so he wakes up early so it's like five a.m. But if he wakes up and he sees the light blinking on his device that means hey there's precept today he knows he's bringing his truck instead of his bike oh wow that's yep. excellent i was gonna say also the health industry is big in using apis and we actually have a partner that uses our apis for a smart connected inhaler and the way this works actually is as people with asthma or different right. uh, different symptoms they can use their inhaler the inhaler will actually call our api take the current conditions and start gathering that data basing on when you're using your inhaler when are you getting asthma attacks They'll then store this data and over time start to develop a database about you and apply a little bit of machine learning. And from there, it can use our forecast APIs to predict when you may have your next asthma attack. So then it's paired with your smartphone and it can tell people with asthma symptoms when to prepare for the potential next asthma attack. Wow. This is all using our APIs in a actionable way to just try to keep them more prepared for the next instance. Wow, because like in the old days, they used to, you know, the doctor would say, keep a health journal. You know, uh, yeah. write down what was going on. And, like, now it's just built right yep. into Now it's calling that API, and it's just getting those weather conditions of what caused that asthma attack, what triggered it for you. Wow. So it makes a personal profile mm -hmm. for the person using it. So before we did this uh, podcast, I had been talking to you guys about another, uh, like, kind of one of those personal usage um, elements would be, like, the Fitbit, for example. So... Tell me how that works and how that's kind of weather-related or, you know. Yeah, so uh, Fitbit uh, has implemented our weather content on a couple of their devices, the larger screen devices, uh, in order to enable the display. And so they're showing current conditions, and then the main piece of content they're showing is hourly. So, again, if I'm going to go and, and exercise or do some sort of outdoor activity or maybe even just to tell me whether I should stay indoors instead of going outdoors, the hourly is more useful in that particular case. They have access to some daily forecasts too, but but for specific activities, people usually have a time in mind and a location in mind, and so that's why hourly is front and center within that implementation, um, and it's it's been a really heavy usage uh, piece of content for Fitbit. I don't have specific numbers, but right. um, it's been it's been. Big I can imagine. Them. I can imagine because most of the time, if you're using a Fitbit, you're a lot of times you're not in the gym. A lot of times you're outside right, exactly. in the weather doing something. You know there. There's some examples that you were mentioning to me of how people have kind of used this for yeah. their own 
purposes. Can you give me a couple of examples of that? We have this great AccuWeather API developer portal where uh, people can go and sign up and get access to our APIs. And we've had people now that are just developers across the world and weather enthusiasts, weather geeks, as we like to say. And uh, We like to call ourselves that, so yeah. it's okay. <laughs> You're allowed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, actually a good term for exactly. us. Exactly. <laughs> so, and they're People are more technically advanced now, so they're finding ways to use this creative data to their own devices, own uh, cool products in their home. There's, uh, for example, one guy who had a backyard awning on his deck, and he was using our APIs uh, to control it, to go open and close based on cloud cover, based on the temperatures, based on whether it's going to precipitate. And he was just doing this all with our APIs. And it, it, we have a free API that's out there for people to use. Um, we had another uh, student who was talking about trying to use it for his personal tortoise habitat to control <laughs> the ecosystem within the habitat using our APIs to get the current conditions and then use that to play off of to actually control the ecosystem within that habitat. Oh. And I, we thought that was just the coolest thing. I mean, here's people just, they're out there, they are got these ideas, they want to use the weather, so they go AccuWeather API developer portal and they sign up for free and they just get that data and they get cranking. They yeah. start building cool things. That is pretty cool. So the so the the kid that was doing this, he was basing how his internal habitat for the turtles yep. would be based on what was ha happening externally yeah. in the weather in wherever he lived. Yeah, it didn't cost him a dime to do it either. <laughs> oh, that's great. Where is API going next? Like, what's the next? So, like I said, the future is now, but clearly then there's some future still that we're looking towards. So, uh, where do we see that heading next? So I. I really believe one of the bigger opportunities, and it's similar to what I described for CAR, mm -hmm. is to, to combine the information that's available in our API with other pieces of content. And then, then create information or scenarios that just haven't been possible. You've had to go to two different places to answer these questions. So, so just streamlining, a streamlining. Yeah, so, so if I'm going to a baseball game, what do I need to know? And let's combine those two things together. Do I not need to go because it's <laughs> just going to be miserable? Things like this. If I'm driving my car, how am I going to be impacted? Because I, we know where the car is going. We know what the weather is going to be. If if I run every day in the morning, because we know this about a, a, a one of our consumers, then what can we tell them? Can we can we tell them what they should be wearing so they don't have to wonder about that when they get up? Can we tell them to adjust their time by a half hour? Mm -hmm. um, that well, not, can, go ahead. not only that, but going into the exercise, everybody knows you have, based on the weather and that, when do you exercise the best? When do you run the yeah. best? Do oh, you so you're saying like wh where you're getting the most out of yeah. your workout. Yep. If you if you wake up in the morning and you find out that you don't like to run when it's really cold, but if you wait 45 minutes based on Minicast or some other information, now you see that, hey, I can get a better workout if I wait 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Just adjusting your schedule based on weather. And with all the weather information with, like David was saying, Combining it with other information, the intelligence of the Fitbit, of your workout, or whatever you are logging, now you can correlate all of that stuff together and say, hey, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do the best if I'm in the afternoon before lunch or something like that. Another example is just location, right? So we've recently announced a partnership with Foursquare that within our own applications, we're going to combine our weather data that's available through the API and location information that's available for Foursquare. And so now we could start to make recommendations uh, based off of, of weather conditions or, or past behaviors. And so 
Um, if you're close to a place that has outdoor seating and it's a 75 degree day, um, then maybe we can highlight that to the person and it's around lunchtime. We can combine all these different pieces of information about what we know about people or a specific person or people in general that, that behaviors tend to be affected by weather conditions, okay. positively or negatively. So you were just saying about Foursquare, which I'm not familiar with. Foursquare is, is a company that has applications themselves that are location-based. So it's kind of one of those things that is a social um, it is. So it's, it's a, it's it's a social location platform. Okay. Right. Um, that's, a, that's a good title for it. They also have information around events, too, which are relevant. So if, if we know that you are in a stadium that mm-hmm. has no roof, we could then tailor information differently to you, right? And so, so we, like could, we could do that with tickets them. or Correct. something. And, and they have very specific information, not only about what specific venue – um, could you be by or actually in, but what is going on at a particular venue, um, either right now or in the future. And so we, we could share information around an upcoming concert or an upcoming sporting event that would be outside the weather that's expected at that time. Uh, to try and influence, you know, the where I might sit, where the where I might get wet, where I might not get wet, um, maybe even just messaging once we already know you're inside of the event. So is, does it look different? Do we need to send you minute cast alerts again to, to let you know that it's going to start raining in, in the fourth inning of a baseball game and, wow. and let you make decisions differently? So the developer, what you're ideally trying to do is really follow a consumer on the ground in their lifestyle as you partner with these other developers so that in something like Foursquare, if I understand it, uh, what can happen is if I'm getting ready to buy tickets to an event and all that information is combined between, you know, our API, Foursquare, like it may say, you can get tickets in this section because this that. way you're not sitting in the bright sunlight right. uh, at this time of the day. You know, so that's some pretty cool. It is <laughs> along them lines. Though, what yeah. I was like when you were talking about being at a sporting event, just over the weekend or whatnot. Could you imagine like when it's getting ready to rain, you get a minute cast alert that tells you 15 minutes from now it's going to start raining, and then you make your way to the concourse, right? And you're in line getting a drink already, while everybody else is out there waiting on the rain to fall on them. Mm-hmm. It starts to dump, and now they're all racing to the concourse, and you're in the front of the line to get whatever you're buying. Right. <laughs> right. And we'll take a pause in this conversation for just a, a second, Andy, because we want to tell folks where to find us. That's right. You can find the AccuWeather podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you find your shows. And, of course, you can also go to AccuWeather.com slash podcast. Now we're back in our conversation with uh, what we've decided to term you guys is the API guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining you know. us. <laughs> Steve's like, no, <laughs> no, we are not the API guys. No, he really likes it. I can tell. <laughs> I already got it's the... Gonna uh, stick, right? <laughs> it is going to stick. We've been I called worse things, so... <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I already got the commercial plan for you guys. You can have the wind blowing through your hair, you know, the three of you guys walking down, you know, the hall together, so... <laughs> Blow through your beard. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about uh, hackathons. Now, I know that you guys have a hackathon yes. coming up with uh, Penn State, right? Yeah. Uh, Hack PSU event. It's uh, in October. So what we do is we actually have a website, developer.accuweather.com. Like I said, it's this API developer portal, self-service sign-up. Uh, and there are content available for purchase for heavy developers, but there's also free content there. Uh, people can go there 100% free, sign up, no credit card required. 
Uh, no nagging emails or anything. Just simply sign up and you can no get... No spam. No spam. <laughs> no spam. I don't know. Keep from my message it now. <laughs> but no, it's uh, no spam, uh, no hassle. You just sign up. You can test their APIs. And like I said, those, uh, the stories I was telling about the guy at his backyard awning or the, the student with his tortoise habitat, they're just using the free package, free content. And they are, like I said, just using the APIs to create some cool stuff. So, I mean, developers are free to go out there and start doing some cool things. And these hackathons are... Uh, similar events where we encourage students to go out there and they basically take the AccuWeather API and they start building real-world products out there that uh, use our content and either it's a uh, notification or a safety device or even just cool uh, smart home products, something that like tells them what to wear when they get ready for work or school. In like the your refrigerator. Or, yeah, your refrigerator <laughs> or like uh, very popular smart closet items. People yeah. uh, talking about what to wear today and something like either asking a uh, uh, one of their smart speakers, like, what should I wear today? Is they get ready to go to work or school, and it tells them. And we're having a, a hanger that lights up based on the forecast for today and saying, oh, it's going to be probably my favorite yeah, one. 50 degrees, and say, like, wow. go out there, and the hanger lights up. And so go go in the closet and get your blue hoodie. That is so cool. So you walk – how weird would that be? That's like the – like jetsons like you're walking into your closet you and it's like and all these hangers are lighting up based on the weather of the day wow that's david's home though he's got all the iot to- <laughs> home toys in his house <laughs> i hate it when i put the wrong thing on the hanger he's though. the gadget guy <laughs> oh, yeah, you need to be very right, organized right. when you're putting your clothes away yeah. you can't leave them on the bedpost just at the end of the bed. If there's a new toy out there david has it one of the fun things that i found from doing the hackathons is like going back to what david said combining the weather information with other information as well and at the hackathons they have access to our weather information but there's other companies there that have Mm -hmm. their apis apis aren't just for accuweather every company has them kind of thing that's how they expose their information so you'll see students combining our information with all kinds of other information whether it's vehicle data whether it's banking information shopping information there's all kinds of other information that they associate it with so it's not just like building another weather application it's how do you use the weather information to make your life easier and better what can you learn from it so the combinations that you can come up with are really as individual as people themselves so i would think those hackathons because it's really whatever is your brainchild of what you want to mesh together like what recipe you want to mix up how does weather affect you during the day how many different times does weather affect you during the day right right from waking up to close the how did you sleep Mm-hmm. I know. How do you feel? Yeah. I mean, I know I have trouble sleeping when it's really warm out. So when it's cooler, I sleep better. So that's. I know a lot of people that right get there. grumpy when it's cloudy and rainy all day, like it's been here in Center County for the past couple of days. Uh, oh, it's been miserable. Yeah, it's been just raining nonstop. We've got a lot of uh, angry, grumpy people, and let's just blame it on the weather for now. <laughs> you know what I need to do? I need to, to hook one of your APIs up. Somebody needs to figure out how to put it to my UV light. <laughs> <laughs> Because right. in central Pennsylvania, we got some pretty dark, rainy days. <laughs> Another use case, too, is is we've we focused a, a lot on consumers, but there's there's enterprise or industry use cases, too. And one of them could be around retail, right? So okay. not only we use the closet example of what to wear, but what should a, a organization be promoting on a particular day because of what people are thinking because of the weather? So, you know, we've talked to several retailers where a, once it drops below 45 degrees in particular locations, the fall and, and warmer clothing starts starts to become really important and, and move for them. So if we can have them prepared for that in advance based off of our API, 
um, then they can do better, both for themselves as an organization, but then also better for the consumers um, as they go through their days as, as well. So okay. that's another piece just to kind of keep in mind is that there's there's enterprise use cases for the API as think, well. Think about a restaurant. How does a restaurant, right. mm-hmm. if it's raining out, some restaurants get busier. Some don't get busy right. if it's mm-hmm. cold out or whatnot. If people are grilling out more because of the summer, the weather is warm now. Your restaurant's not making as much money. Maybe, but your don't. grocery store can sell more steaks Correct. and chicken so for the grill. There's mm-hmm. all the correlations that you can see coming from it. So it's amazing how many different ways the weather affects everything. Like mm-hmm. it really is. Well, so in future episodes, I think, I think first I want to hear about the hackathon and yeah. what you guys end up finding out about at the hackathon, and then at some point we need to like wander through David's house to see what what all the cool items are that he already has set up in his house of the future. Do you have a smart lights? Uh, yeah. Question is, how many smart lights does so they I got have? Two yeah. of them, and I have them hooked up to our API so that they dim depending on the weather. Yeah. They'll change colors. I have one now that mimics the sun, as sunrise and sunset. Oh, and yeah. Top, top lighting, bottom yeah. lighting, and all this he's stuff. He's got so. the ones that when he walks in, and he says dance party, it starts blinking. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's got the strobe. He's got <laughs> the Only API. when you walk in, Mark. <laughs> only when you walk in. <laughs> all right. So lots of great stuff. So, in closing, guys, where can people go that are interested in our APIs? Yeah. So, developer.accuweather.com. People can go, and like I said, we have our AccuWeather API out there. It's the same APIs we use in all of our own content. It's available globally, uh, full global support, over 200 languages and dialects. We have severe weather alerts from around the world. Uh, So people can go, like I said, self-serve sign up. They can access all kinds of content that they want, or they can just sign up for free and test it out or develop a small product. So it's we encourage people to go out there, build cool things. That's what we always say. I like that motto. Build cool things, folks. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very cool stuff. Yeah, did you learn something from that? Absolutely. You're right. I mean, the future is now. Uh, It's amazing how, you know, weather does impact everything. And being able, just anybody can go out there and just do some very cool stuff with the API. It's awesome. Yeah, those hackathons, you know, that's pretty neat how people from different age groups all coming together and developing their own innovations and inventions using these API technologies. And actually, the AccuWeather podcast is going to be on location at the hackathon at Penn State. Yeah, it's called Hack PSU. All you have to do is go to hackpsu.org. And yeah, we'll be down there with the podcast and a new episode from that coming out in October. Excellent. Can't wait for it. Right now, time for This Week in Weather with Elliot Abrams. Florence left a trail of waterlogged debris and damage and took too many lives. Now as the storm leaves the headlines, the hard work of getting back to some sort of normalize ahead. When everything in your house looks totally ruined, it's hard to know where to start. This week's broiling heat doesn't help either. Last year at this time, Florida was going through the worst of it. Now parts of Florida in a dry spell with a third of average rainfall so far this month. Some spots in North Carolina have had as much rain in four days as they sometimes get in four months. With all these things, is there any sign of better times? Well, yes. The area from the Carolinas to New England will be free of rain most of the rest of the week. It'll stay hot in the southeast, but it'll be more comfortable in the northeast. Autumn starts officially at 9.54 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, 8.54 Central, 7.54 Mountain Time. Check local listings and stay with AccuWeather.com to find out when it'll actually feel like fall where you live. 
I'm AccuWeather.com meteorologist Elliot Abrams. Thanks, Elliot. Well, Florence has left the coast of the Carolinas, but boy, the ravages from that storm are going to be felt for quite some time. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah coastal flooding, a big, big issue with some of those affected areas uh, from Florence. Right, and we had uh, our own Reed Timmer down there and also Jonathan Petromala, and they were covering some of the stories there. But they ended up actually getting very involved. Reed was in helping, helping the uh, Cajun Navy right. uh, help rescue people. Yeah, helping out with relief efforts, yeah. getting people evacuated. Pretty cool stuff. Right, so. because a lot of lives were lost, so they were involved in some of that. I'm interested in hearing all about the Cajun Navy because yeah, I wasn't even affair, aware of that group. Yeah. But we will be talking to them next week about the Florence aftermath, so tune in for that. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the AccuWeather podcast, giving you the stories behind the weather, discussions on trending weather topics, and so much more. New episodes every Thursday. Just search for AccuWeather on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.